Fantasy Football Gems, what is going on? I'm RDA alongside my boy Lance Dillon. Together we make the Late Round Flyers where we talk all things fantasy football. Why? Because that's what we love to do. I like to put in some random name in there that I think will do good and hopefully they sit well and give me some W so I can talk trash to my friends. But that is what we do here because obviously I can't play football. I'm not very athletic. I'm as big as a lineman, but nowhere near as fast or as strong as those guys. So what do we do? We get on our computer. We get on our phones, our tablets. We draft players. We put our own teams together. Our minds form these squads, and we put them up against our friends, coworkers, neighbors, and other people we end up disliking. But over the course of this game, it brings a lot of friendships together, like Lance himself being in 100 different leagues. It is great for him, Lance. What is it like for you to play against all those thousands of people out there that you beat every single week? It's uh, it's pretty stressful to be honest. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm sitting there, you know, I'm watching. I'll watch these games, and one guy will score, and it helps me. But then in another, it screws me. Like I'll I'll give you an example. Monday night Chargers games going on, right? By the way, just <laughs> I was wrong on Hunter Renfro. Oh, the apology is starting early. It's starting early. You, my boy Q in, in my dynasty leagues, he was high on him. And I was wrong. I, I this dude, I, I like him. He's like a little mini Wes Welker. Like a mini. I, I like him because you know? he looks like he's 40. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like if you see his face, he looks like he's 40. <laughs> but the dude's probably yeah. like younger than I am. It's ridiculous. So I mean, those, those routes. Like, oh, still so, yes. Props to you. I, I lost that that bad beat on there, so um, I had to say that. So um, I'm watching the game Monday night. Eckler, obviously our guy, like he he went off, and so come down to the fourth quarter. I'm looking at. I got a couple of matchups. One, it's in the late fourth quarter, and one of the matchups, I'm down by a point, but I have Eckler and the Chargers are going to get the ball like for one or two more drives. So I'm like, awesome. I'm going to like, I should take this over. And in another matchup, not kidding. I'm down by a point or I'm sorry. I'm up by a point and guess who homeboy got that I'm playing Mr. Q. God, He's got Eckler. (laughs) So you have to pick which league you want to (laughs) win. Yeah. Obviously one of them, I was trying to keep my undefeated streak alive. And so that was the one that prevailed, but it's like, yeah, this guy does good. And it helps me one place. It hurts me in another. I'm telling you, I just told my wife the other day, I I'm, I'm going to cut down next year. I'm going to actually follow through on it because it stresses me out. Waivers alone, bro. It's just, it's ridiculous. Oh my God. Keep it up with waivers has been is like absolutely stupid, especially with players going down, certain players coming up on the rise. Like you just mentioned Hunter Renfro. I promise you, I would say he was undrafted and I would say 99% of leagues. It was ridiculous. And when I said that you should keep an eye on Hunter Renfro, it was only on the fact if Brian, uh, if, uh, if Edwards and uh, what's his name? Uh, Henry Ruggs were to get hurt or something. But still, with those guys healthy, Renfro's doing it. I didn't expect it myself to be him to be that good, but he's doing his thing. Nevertheless, though, I mean, waivers are just ridiculous out there. But overall, I mean, uh, we do one of the things that we do keep uh, waivers on are in our own fans league where we play up against people that uh, listen to us. You know, they follow us on either Twitter or Instagram. You know, we, we keep up with these cats. We started a league with them. And now, you know, obviously playing with them alongside them in the 12-man league, we're sitting at a three and one. How are you feeling about this league so far? 
it's been it's been fun. I do think we have had quite a bit of, shall I say, luck yep. on our team because I think you were just telling me as you were looking at it, we're like one of the lowest scoring teams, but we've we've got a really good record. So I think we've probably been going up some teams that haven't been putting up a lot of points, and we got stomped this week by Mister Sweetness. That's and, right. And uh, yeah, we got we got romped and. Uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't fun. The uh Travis uh not Travis, yeah, Kelsey. Do we have Kelsey on that one? Yep. Yeah. Play Kelsey Trumpet. let us down. Yeah, Kelsey let us down. Lamb, I don't know what's going on there, but um AJ Brown and T. Higgins we had were hurt. But you know, the one guy that's been our constant is Jalen Hurts, man. Yep. He's been doing good. But I, I think uh, you know, our guys, our team's gonna come together, our running backs. We're a little lacking, but, you know, it's going to be a matter of time where Javante takes over full time on that backfield. And and I think we'll be good. But, you know, um, I think it's been fun so far. I know um, we've been trying to stay on top of waivers and things like that. But, you know, just looking at the standings, Rudy, who are we looking at? Who's looking like it's some of the better teams in this in this league? Honestly, man, there's a few because the one thing I didn't expect was for it to be, I wouldn't say lopsided. But there does seem to be a bit of some teams are running away with it and some teams aren't, even though it is very early on. Like we have uh, two teams that are at four and zero, and obviously us and um, Mr. Sweetness at three and one. So I mean that's four teams that are up there pretty good, whereas we have you know quite a bit of one and three teams, zero and fours out there. So I, I'm I'm hoping that this doesn't become maybe a, a four or five man race throughout the season. I'm waiting for one of these one and three guys to come up. I'm hoping that we get to see Mr. Sweetness because old Freddie Gomez out here, we got we got to catch him. We got to catch some revenge because he popped us and beat us out for almost 50 points. It was ridiculous. Hurt my feelings. I cried a little. I'm not even going to lie to you. But, I mean, who who else do we blame other than, you know what, that's the way fantasy football works. You win some, you lose some. It is what it is. In other leagues, I mean, we have uh, the Dynasty League that we started up over there. Uh, one of the teams that I drafted, um, it was we we had Austin on at the time, uh, one of our shows, and even he was he, even he said, Rudy, one of your teams right there, you know, I, I'm built for the future, and and I was with him, I agreed, I was definitely not built for this season, yet somehow I'm sitting at four and zero, top of the league, sitting high in my crown, but I mean this is fantasy football, this will turn into a heartbeat, it is ridiculous. Whereas one of the highest scoring teams right now ran by uh, by one of our friends out there, Anil. He's currently one in three with one of the highest scoring teams. It's ridiculous. So fantasy football, I mean, you can have a great squad, but just keep playing some tough squads and it'll screw you up. But one way or another, something's got to give. I mean, something's got to give in there. You might, might, want, might want to make some trades, move some pieces around, but do something to uh, elevate your game, and I promise you, fantasy football will find a way to even itself out. You will get where you want to be. Just put in the work, move some uh, pieces out there, and see what happens. Speaking of trades, though, I mean, one of the trades that we did just see in uh, one of our leagues out there, Lance, you're uh, you're always being a wheeling and dealing machine out there. Why don't you talk about some of the moves that you've made? Yeah, so, of course, uh, to catch anybody up that, that wasn't aware, me and you joined – two new startup dynasty leagues run by our buddy Austin. 
And uh, funny enough for me, in both of them, they're super flex. I decided pretty early on both. They are going to be going into an immediate rebuild. Um, one of them I had anticipated because I drafted Deshaun Watson. I had Tua, um, you know, and so I kind of expected that one to be, which is one I'm, I'm winless in which is understandable. And then the other one though, I thought was going to be a little bit better, but I, I just traded Austin Eckler for, um, uh, Oh man, I, I do so many trades, bro. It is it's hard for me to keep up. It was but the, I, the, the Danny Dimes one, no? Well, the, the Eckler one was in our average league where I okay. did with Garrett and he was looking for a running back. So we got that one done, but yes, the big there was a big controversy last night where me and uh, my friend Jose, uh, he uh, we made a deal last night. So it's a super flex league, no kickers, no defenses. You can play two quarterbacks. Uh, we had talked a couple of weeks ago about me getting him a quarterback because again, I'm in a rebuild. Tua and Watson are my guys. The rest of my quarterbacks can be traded, like Daniel Jones, Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I think there's somebody else, but anyways. So a couple of weeks ago. You know, we had I'd thrown out an offer to him for Daniel Jones, and he declined. I think it was a second round pick next year, a draft pick. And um, of course, as we both know, Mr. Daniel Jones, uh, he's he's killing it right now. He's like quarterback, I think six overall, mm-hmm. and he's he seems matchup proof at the moment. And so, homeboy Jose hits me up last night. He says, "Hey." You know, uh, Daniel Jones still available, and I'm like, yes, sir. That's that's I. He is, he is. What what do you want to do? So we started talking. Long story short, uh, we ended up making a trade where I received his 2023 first round pick because we can trade two years out of picks. I got his 23 first, and I got Jacoby Brissett because I have Tua and I have to have a starting quarterback. So otherwise Austin would, would definitely not be happy with that. And mm-hmm. we want Austin as a happy commissioner. And so I, I accepted the deal. So I got Brissett the first, I sent Jose, the uh, Daniel Jones mm-hmm. and uh, Damian Williams. Nice. So we post the trade on our group me chat for the league and immediately like Austin, the commission, he's posting on the board, this is a crazy trade. I don't get it. I'm, I'm vetoing this trade. I don't, this is, doesn't seem right. Like, okay. And then, cause I guess apparently a couple of ge- gentlemen in the league, I don't know, two or three people, whoever it was, they complained to him. And so as a commissioner, he reached out uh, to me to get details on the trade. He reached out to Jose. We were able to explain the side of it. Cause where he wasn't understanding was, Jose has uh, Russell Wilson and, um, oh, Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. Lamar and Russell Wilson. So Austin's like, what do you need Daniel Jones for? You don't need him. And for Jose, it was, he was wanting depth. He is wanting another guy to cover bye weeks and potential injury. We know Lamar's had COVID twice and he's been on the injury report. Uh, Russell Wilson obviously has been durable in his career. But anyways, once we got explained, like, Austin changed his vote. The trade went through, but it, I was so heated, bro. I think you saw me post. I was like, if this trade doesn't go through, I'm, I'm leaving this fucking league. I'm mm-hmm. out. Deuce is out because we're two grown men. And it's like, we came to this agreement. Like 
push it. It's, it's done. So mm-hmm. I don't, I, you know, my stance I've talked about on trades before in general, you should not veto a trade unless you feel that it's collusion. Um, but if you're just like jealous because one guy, you think one guy really got over on the other. And I really don't think I got that much over Jose because this is a super flex league and Daniel Jones is playing well to where he's probably maybe kept that job for another season or two. Yep. And it, it, it's, it's, it's what we both wanted. And so anyways, it, it caused quite the stir, man. I it's, It was really annoying, It's one of those times where, I'll be honest, being a commissioner, if you run your own league, man, kudos to you because it is tough. You deal with a ton of people, maybe yourself, in certain situations, you see no problem with it. But as commissioner, you hear somebody else, hey, you know what? I don't like how this went down. I don't like how this went down with a couple other things. You know, you get two or three voices in your – now – you don't want to seem like the kind of dictator out there. Oh, well, I got to go force it this way now because a couple guys don't want it. So you have to find a way to get into that gray area, find a balance. You have to be somewhat of a referee while also running a team. Being commissioner is absolutely tough. To some people, you know what? You just play it and it is what it is. But being commissioner sucks because you have multiple personalities. Everybody's wheeling and dealing, doing their own thing. And not everybody's going to agree at once. So, if you're a commissioner out there, best of luck to you, man. You know what? You do what you got to do. And at the end of the day, put your foot down. You know what? This is the league. These are the rules. Let's go and get things done. But in general, I mean, things like this will happen. Hopefully you don't get too many of these on your side of the world. But we'll continue moving forward with, obviously, the NFL season has been crazy. Week four in the books. Time to get ready for some week five. But now the first quarter of the season is done. There are now obviously 17 games, but everybody will be playing 16 more than likely in fantasy football world. So for the first quarter of the season, we're about to hand out some awards, you know, some thank you very much for helping us out. You know, our good, our good awards, the ones you want to get. And then the ones that, uh, Hey, uh, go fuck yourself because uh, you have ruined my teams (laughs) and I hate you. All right. Yeah. You will find plenty of both on there. Lance, you want to start things off? You got anybody in mind that you are wanting to give either one of these awards to? Yeah, I, I have uh, uh, I have one in mind, and and it's not even his fault, bro. Like, it's not his fault. It's the situation he has been dealt, and he's been dealt tough situations in the past, and he's been able to supersede that. But right now, he's killing you if you drafted him. And that's my guy, Allen Robinson. Oh, man, you're not wrong there. With, with that quarterback situation there, obviously, Matt Nagy just came out and said, we're going fields the rest of the way. This is what it is. So hopefully Finally. things get better. But damn, what a start for Allen Robinson there. How, how do you think it, it is for that guy not knowing, Am I going to have Dalton throw me the ball or am I going to have Fields gunning, gunning at me? I mean, it's a random thing for him to go through. Yeah, it's 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 tough. You know, um, A-Rob hasn't finished higher than, I think, wide receiver 40 in any week so far. Like, wide receiver 40 for this guy. I mean, you've, you've got Darnell Mooney that's even outperforming. So I think now that there's going to be a consistent – option at quarterback of fields that he knows like he's wide receiver 60 right now he he scored one touchdown he's got 13 catches i i think better i i am steadfast in believing in the talent 
And while, yes, he has screwed you for these first four weeks, look, you might – I possibly would look into trying to trade low for him. I was about to ask I, you that. Yeah, I, I, I would be interested in that um, because you can't – I don't think a guy like this with this talent is going to be held down – um, you know, much more. And him and Fields can now get that chemistry going that we know he's going to start. So finally Nagy comes out and says this. And so um, I think Robinson is going to be – he's going to bounce back. And I think by the end of the season, I think he will finish at least as a back-end wide receiver too. Like he'll finish wide receiver 24 23 mm-hmm. 25 nice. even I, I think he can make that comeback he's got the talent and uh fields is gonna just get better so but uh but that's like one that i can think of so what about you who's your, who's oh, your i have one? a big uh um, a big screw you to a uh again it, it, it sucks because injuries are a part of the game it is what it is you can't control those things but aj brown at the gate i was like I personally have stayed away from him from in every single mock draft I ever did. I was like, I'm not going to touch this dude. I, his injury history scares me. Day of the draft comes, and I take him in, in my uh, league where I'm the commissioner. And I'm like, okay, don't backfire on me. Week one, 14 points. Thank you. I appreciate you. Expected more, but that's just me being selfish. After that, goes to Seattle, dumps me off there. Then he goes to the Jets. Uh, no, against Indianapolis, takes a crap on me there too. Now he's hurt, didn't play last week against the Jets. I'll be honest with you, as as my second-round pick right there, that hurts my feelings a lot, Mr. A.J. Brown. Obviously, he gives less than zero craps about what I have to think about him. But damn it, this hurt my soul because everything about me told me, stay away from this man. And then he comes and bites me in the ass because I took him. No one to blame but myself. But A.J. Brown is another one that just like Allen Robinson, you could probably buy low right now. Maybe you have a manager out there that is very angry like myself and he's thinking to himself, A.J. Brown is a bum. Get rid of this dude. But if you've seen this man play, he can football. He does his job very well. Opposite of Julio Jones, who was also hurt last week, this can be a very dynamic player for you, especially down the stretch. He does get himself the game against Houston, you got two more matchups of that where he should destroy the Houston Texans. It is going to be very fun to watch A.J. Brown the rest of the way, but first quarter, fuck you, Mr. A.J. Brown. You suck, and I hate your guts. Is the the league that you have him in, am I in that league? Can I trade yeah, you yeah. for him? Can, yeah, you no, trade? Not... Can we make a trade? Uh, If you have uh, – no, I have Cup, actually. <laughs> On that one, uh, because one of my my award winners that for the good ones, you know, Mr. Cooper Cup, who would have thought that the explosiveness that this man is bringing to the table, him and apparently Matt Stafford are like best friends. Maybe they hang out on the weekends because he just posted his worst week and he still gave you 11, 11 points. It's ridiculous. They Before have they- breakfast together. Maybe you know what? every morning. No, they do. They oh. do. It came. It came out. I think in an interview. They're breakfast buddies. Oh man, that's yeah. genius. Poor Robert Woods is probably sitting like outside while it's raining, just watching them through the window. Like, hey man, what the fuck, man? What about me? Like Cooper <laughs> Cup, five tutties. Are you kidding me, bro? Through the air, like you have been ridiculous, Cooper Cup. I, I love you. I got very good value for you, and you have been straight dominating the league. I appreciate you. 
Mr. Matt Stafford, thank you so much for appreciating Mr. Cooper Cup. To both of you, I'll be sending you flowers, maybe some, I would say chocolates, but you're athletes. I'll send you some protein shakes. I need you to stay in tip-top shape until after we give me a championship out there. But Cooper Cup, from me to you, I love you. Stay cool, man. Keep it up. Lance, what you got for some good rewards out there? Well, this this guy that I have, and I'll be honest, out of all of my teams, I have him on one. And I'm hoping to actually get him on a second through waivers tonight on a league, to be honest. But Hmm. I would be hard-pressed to not mention this guy as much of an anomaly he feels like right now is freaking Cordero Patterson. Oh, you're not wrong, man. Did you know he's RB3? RB3 right now. Yes, and the way Atlanta uses him. Like, how much do you hate yourself right now for taking Mike Davis? A a lot, and I have some shares of him. But, you know, to be honest, Davis is getting – the touches he's not doing anything with them that patterson is yeah so patterson i mean it's insane through these first four games he has uh he's got a receiving touchdown he's got a receiving a rushing touchdown but i mean this dude has had his catch catch totals starting week two five for 58 six for 82 five for 82 and I'm so sorry. He had three receiving touchdowns in this last game. He had one in a previous. So he's got four touchdowns. Did you know? Did you know? And maybe it's not surprising, but Cordell Patterson has three a three-touchdown game with the Atlanta Falcons in his first season. Did you know Julio Jones has never had one three-touchdown game in his whole career with the Falcons? I'll be honest. That, that is actually a real shocking revelation there. I would have thought somewhere yeah. in there Julio Jones would have had a six-touchdown game with those guys. Yes. Now, here's the question, Rudy. If you have Cordero Patterson on your team, are you going to ride out this wave or are you going to go ahead and try to trade him and see what you can get? What, what, what are you doing with this guy? If it's me personally, I, I love Cordero Patterson. Like before, this guy was a great returner. Just as a receiver, never was great by any means. He was very fun to watch, but nothing that said, hey, I'm a freaking guy. Let's do this. But now the way the Atlanta Falcons are using him, I mean, it's working. I don't, I don't know how, but the, the Atlanta Falcons are making this, this running back receiver guy work. It reminds me of what uh, Ty Montgomery did with the, with the Bears when he was over there for a while. He had that stunt where this guy could do line up as a receiver or a running back. And he was just making things happen. This guy with the ball is explosive. If I had to choose to keep him or trade him, though, the way things are going with him, I would be very, very willing to trade and get some very good value for him if I could, only because I'm still not 100% certain that this could keep up. Yeah, I think I think with him, too, it depends on your situation. Like, you know, if you, if you have a team like our, our team in the podcast league, we're kind of struggling at running back. So if we had him on our team, which we don't, I wish, but we would I, – I think, like, we would want to just – keep him and write it out unless let's say we can get a piece like let's say we can get Allen robinson plus say james robinson oh man i would i would do a deal like that Mm -hmm. for a guy like corderell um but i think it depends on what the package you get so i think if you have him 
you need to look at your options, but it might be better to, to hold. But do I think he is going to sustain this type of um, momentum the whole season? I don't think so, but it is Atlanta. They don't, it's not like they have any clear cut playmakers. I mean, we thought Ridley and Pitts were going to be, but so far yep. not so much, but you know, as far as the running attack goes, my Davis hasn't sealed anything. So Patterson could be and maybe they expand his, his, uh, his, his plays, you know, maybe he gets more run further. We get into the season because they see how he's doing. So I don't know, but that's, that guy is shocking. Number three. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, he should definitely get an award out there. Cordero Patterson, you have saved many, many lives out there these past four weeks. I'm sure the great people out there that have you on their team want to thank you. And those that have had to play against you want to tell you to go eat shit. So <laughs> the best of both worlds out there, but Mr. Cordero Patterson, thank you, sir. You did phenomenal things out there. It has been nothing but very interesting things. Now, as for the rookie class, you know, we've what one thing about the, the receivers, the more they come into the league, these guys have just been playing very good out there. Now, one of the guys that everybody was questioning before the season started, because especially of his own comments, saying about how hard it was to see the bar or whatever, Mr. Jamar Chase out here, he's having a rock star kind of a start to the season out there for a rookie. Is this a guy that in Dynasty is like someone that you don't want to trade away after seeing him play the first four weeks? Or is this someone that you're like, you know what? Great start to the world. Maybe we can go get some nice bread for him. I think with Jamar Chase, if you're talking dynasty, you are happy that you have him. And no, you don't want to let him go because in dynasty, you have a receiver like that. And a guy like CD lamb, Justin Jefferson, these guys set you up where, especially with a guy like chase where he's with his quarterback from college, they are going to be paired together for the next 10 years. I mean, you're, this is like a Marvin Harrison, Peyton Manning combination or, um, you know, Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, or, you know, things, combinations like that. And in a dynasty league that, you know, your receiver has a solid quarterback with a great rapport for a long time, that is hard to replicate. And so in dynasty, no, I'm not trading him unless you are overpaying me to, uh, take him off of my hands. Um, I do think in uh, redraft, uh, I would keep him as well. This offense is one of those uh, offenses that has been very consistent so far. Burrow has proven Higgins, Boyd, and Chase are all sustainable. Now, Higgins has been hurt the last couple of weeks, but overall, they all can be sustainable in a fantasy lineup, and you can play all three of them. Chase is number one. I mean, I'm looking at his numbers right now. He's wide receiver 11 right now, which is higher than any other wide receiver rookie. And, um, and it, yeah, he's had some big plays, but he's looked really good, man. I, I would keep him in all formats. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the top three rookie receivers were obviously Chase, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Waddle. Now, two of the three have had consistency with their quarterbacks. Obviously, Joe Burrow, best friends with uh, good old Jamar Chase. Devontae Smith, obviously also good friends with uh, Jalen Hurts over there. And now we get to Jalen Waddle, who ended up going uh, to the Miami Dolphins over there, but has been doing his thing, even though the quarterback situation has been a bit dicey. How do you feel about this guy going forward? Because obviously he has shown that he can put up the numbers that can get you as a 
very strong flex starter for a good while? Or is this someone that you know you're like, okay, you know what, he's playing very well for right now. We'll just keep him as a wide receiver four and plug him in and out depending on matchups. I think, yes, plugging him in and out based on matchups and based on what your your roster is and your roster construction is is, is listed as. Um, he's doing the best with what he can. It was pretty sick last Sunday that he caught three passes for 33 yards in the first half and then the second half, nothing. Uh, week three, he has 13 targets against Vegas. The next week, he has four. It was a Devontae Parker game, and I don't know what the hell happened, but the next three weeks, I really think you can get him in your lineup and feel decent, even with Brissett, especially this week. They play at Tampa. We know Tampa's past defense, even with Richard, old man Richard Sherman there, ain't it ain't nothing to worry about that I think it's Brady. There's going to be a lot of points scored. Miami's mm-hmm. defense has not been playing good. So if you're talking like it's going to have to try to be a shootout, Brissett is going to have to throw the ball. And I think Waddle and Parker are both good value plays as wide receiver threes this week. And then beyond that, at Jacksonville and then home against Atlanta and possibly in week six at Jacksonville, that's a game I think in London uh, to a, could be back for that game. And I think definitely once Tua comes back, you'll feel more comfortable with Waddle. But in general, he's, you know, he's wide receiver 34. So in a 12-team league, he is a wide receiver three. And I think when he was drafted, um, we couldn't ask for much better from a fantasy perspective at the moment. 100% correct. Now, uh, on the quarterback things uh, side of things for the rookies, I was, uh, we've seen most of those guys that went in the first round get some pretty good playing time. Trevor Lawrence has been out there starting every single game. Mac Jones has as well. Justin Fields has played a game, two games now under his belt and uh, will be the starter going forward. Now, the one that, you know, is a little bit shaky on with everyone was the Trey Lance one. He's been He's had a few plays here and there where he jumps into the lineup over Jimmy G. Oh, and obviously Zach Wilson. I keep forgetting about this guy with the Jets. Man, that sucks that you went to the Jets, buddy. Best of luck to you out there, though. Nevertheless, though, Trey Lance is still the one guy that's in and out of the lineup. But now with the Jimmy G thing, I mean, it looks like Trey Lance is going to get the go at this game. And uh, going forward, I mean, how do you feel about this rookie class of receivers so far? Well, you know, Trey Lance, you know, I think we kind of had a little bit of a conversation uh, earlier today. You asked me, Trey Lance or Ryan Tannehill, who do we want to, who would we be more comfortable starting? Because it does look Mm -hmm. like TL is going to get the start against Arizona. And I said, I said, I think, I think, I think you got to go with Lance. Mm -hmm. Um, No pun intended because, you know, I was about to say, I I feel like this is, you know, biased. (laughs) Like I don't think you could be non-biased here. You know, the same name. It doesn't make sense here. It's hard, bro. And this this guy. So you look at I. I did not get to watch any of the game last Sunday. I, I I'll be honest, but from my understanding, Trey Lance had to come in in the second half after mm-hmm. Jimmy G got hurt. Yep. This dude in a half of football gets you almost twenty two fantasy points. Throws for one hundred and fifty seven yards, two passing touchdowns, and forty one yards rushing this was good for qb 16 on the week Mm -hmm. 
And when you're comparing him to like a guy like Tannehill, if Tannehill has his weapons like Brown and Julio, which by the way, I meant to tell you earlier, throw Julio and AJ as like a combo. Fuck you. Disappointment thing. Like both of those guys. And I, it's not even their fault. Yeah, they were top three round picks, but no. he's freaking in. Both of you, one of you couldn't have got hurt, and then, you know, the came back, and then the other one, fuck, man, take turns doing this. Yeah, yeah. And so if those guys come back, it's Jacksonville. It's a good matchup. But to be honest, I really think, like, in that game, King Henry is going to rule all in Jacksonville, as we know he normally does. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think Tannehill's going to have to throw that much. Combine that with Lance, they're playing at Arizona. Gonna probably be a shootout with Mr. Kyler. Um, and he looked good last week in that second half. You know, Lance, he looks like to be the real deal. Now they got a bye week after week six. So, like, it's gonna be funny. Like, if the Niners come out and they knock off Arizona, who was undefeated, Ooh. then Sh- Shanahan's gonna have a lot to think about during that bye week coming back week seven against Indianapolis. Oh, yeah. Who's he gonna play? Mm. See, that's the one thing with. Trey Lance watching him play because I actually did get a chance to watch that game. I was sitting at a bar where there was a few 49er fans, so we had that one on the big screen on there. It was pretty great to watch. And uh Trey Lance did have that deep touchdown to Debo, which stupid busted coverage. He was by himself. Him and God were the only ones around. It was insane. So from that deep touchdown, I mean that can't be expected every week, but Trey Lance did play very well. And the the one thing I I don't like though, I hate the NFC West playing the NFC West teams. Those games are brutal. Those guys have played each other so much. They always try to find ways to scheme each other. It is going to be ridiculous. But this could be a shootout that ends in a 35-31 matchup, or it could honestly be a game that finishes as a 7-3 game when it's just ugly defense. That's the only thing that kind of scares me, but the potential for Trey Lance is 100% there. Now, the Ryan Tannehill thing, I don't know how I feel about him because obviously they, they just lost to the Jets, giving them their first wins over there. Man, Titans, you guys really screwed me up on my picks there. Nevertheless, the I just the way the Jacksonville Jaguars are doing with their off the field issues, that oh my god, that team looks to be in shambles. Absolutely, nobody wants to be there. Everyone is looking at their coach like they're lost. I feel mm-hmm. very bad for anyone on that squad right now. I don't think those guys will be together, but you're right. I think that King Henry factor is just ridiculous. Like, that guy is a must-start, probably finishes running back one this week. It is going to be crazy out there. The only the only reason I would, want, I would expect something good of the Jaguars is if Trevor Lawrence goes in there and says, you know what, this guy doesn't want to be here. Screw him. We're here. We got to keep our jobs. Let's go out there and get this win somehow and somehow rallies his squad out there as the number one overall pick, the new leader of a franchise. Go in there and show them that you can do you, Mr. TL. Go in there, grab your guys by the face mask, and let's go out there and play football. But honestly, man, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars are just such a terrible team. I feel very bad for that organization at the moment. It's just mm, horrible, yeah. horrifying over there. Yeah, I can't. It's hard to comment on what's going on down there. But if Urban Meyer uh, is not there at the end of this season, I won't be sad because the next coach is not going to start Carlos Hyde over James Robinson ever again. But will the new coach start Etienne over Robinson? 
Well, that that my friend, that's going to be a conversation. Uh, oh man, twenty twenty three. But yes, yeah. we'll... I'm. I love seeing James Robinson have success because I'm like, oh, he was always there. You saw what he did last year. Like this guy shouldn't give you a, a second thought. You should not have drafted Etienne. Like that was a mistake. Use that pick on a lineman. Something else that could have helped you. Urban Meyer, you and company, y'all need help. A lot of help. Anyway, but uh, yeah, going forward, though, uh, because this week we have a ton of great games to get to. It it is going to be an absolute phenomenal. One of the things that if you're listening to this, more than likely the the Thursday night game already played Rams and Seahawks. For us, it currently hasn't. But that's going to be a very fun game out there. And like you said, Lance, with the – you know, it, it sucks because, you know, we can't really talk too much about that because by the time this goes out there, the game is already over. But there are so many games that just bring very good life. Like one of the very underrated games to me this week, the Lions and the Vikings. Very, mm. very fun guys that I, I'm, I'm very curious to see. Dalvin Cook came out and said that he's playing through injury. I want to see if, you know what, maybe they hold him back because it's the Lions or maybe he goes out there and breaks out because it's the Lions. Like, who knows what to expect in this matchup? What all do you see happening? Because Jamal Williams had a strong start to the year, but it kind of seems to, you know what, start coming down from that high that he started off at. But is there any way that we can expect some big things against the Vikings defense? Well, I think DeAndre Swift is the guy that you want to play first and foremost. He's going to have a bounce back game for, for sure. You know, he was a little disappointing last week, four catches, uh, 33 yards, got you 8.9 fantasy points. A little disappointing, but that, I don't know, that game just, it was just very weird. So I think he'll be back. But as we've talked about, kind of been hyping up Jamal Williams all season, he is currently RB19. And of course, he had a bad game last week too, but who, who didn't for the Lions? Yep. But, you know, he's RB19, Mr. Williams, and um, he is getting, some catching work, but he's getting all of the, the, the rushing work. And so, and he's getting a good average yards per carry. So I think definitely Williams, you can put him in, in your, in your flex. I think right now, when it comes to Detroit, Swift and Williams, you can get in there. Hawkinson, obviously you want to get in there receiver wise. I swear every week, a different receiver for Detroit is leading in um targets and points like Khalif uh Raymond is that- uh, Khalif Raymond yes that small guy he's great on Madden but oh. what the hell are you lines doing over here with us I don't know Amon Ross St. Brown he had uh Brown I think Buck. a decent game mm-hmm. you know that was that was good to see but can't really trust any any of them in my opinion if I was going to pick one it would be as uh, it is it Cephas Quintus Cephas. Yes, that guy with the Q. Oh my God, what a name out there for this guy. Yeah, I would, I would maybe play him if you want to throw a throw a dart. But let's flip over to the flipping over to the Minnesota side. I don't think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is is Dalvin Cook? He hasn't been practicing yet. Yeah, like I said, that's whenever he said he was playing through the injury out there, which is mind blowing at the moment. Yeah. So Cook, hopefully you have Madison, like. If you were ever to handcuff one guy in the NFL or your fantasy team, it is Alexander Madison for Dalvin Cook. It, it, it there's no that that is it. That's the handcuff you need. So hopefully you have him. But um, 
we'll see if Cook plays. I'm really happy to see that the tide has been turning a little bit from Thielen to Jefferson, uh, where Jefferson is now getting his groove going, and Thielen, his touchdown regression has gone down a bit. So, Mr. JJ, you know, he's your wide receiver seven. He's got two consecutive 20-plus point games. He's scored now in the last three. So he's doing exactly what, what we thought he would do. Um, hopefully at some point we'll see Irv Smith back in the offense and we'll see what happens with him. But, you know, Kirk Cousins definitely this week is a guy that you can fire up as a QB one on the season. He's QB 14. He was actually killing it the first three weeks. And then last week against Cleveland, I, I don't know what happened in that game. I, he is 20 of 38. I, it's the Browns defense. I mean, their past defense, has it been that good against quarterbacks? Honestly, it's a change because they did add John Johnson to the secondary over there from the Rams. And uh, they went out and drafted uh, my boy, the Joker, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa from Notre Dame. So they've added some pieces to the back end of their secondary. And uh, honestly, the way that that front line is playing with Miles Garrett, did you see that photo of him, by the way, you know, sleeveless Miles? Yeah. Like and then they, they tested him? Yeah, yeah. drug testing. Freaking arms literally bigger than my face. And again, for those of you that don't know, I have a massive head. It is ridiculous out there. But yes, Dan Brownie's out there. Wow, freaking amazing on the defense. They're starting to get a little bit better. Um, Again, though, with, with that uh Vikings game over there, I mean, Kirk Cousins. I mean, you, you, you see this guy finishing as a top 12 quarterback this week? This, this week I do. You know, the Detroit, I don't know. I'm still not sold on the Detroit defense, to be honest. I, I know they've been playing their hearts out. But I think, you know, in this game, it's – is it in Minnesota this week? No, mm-hmm. it's uh, – yeah, it's in Minnesota. Yeah, that's weird. They got three – they've had three straight home games. Um. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a home game, Detroit. I, I think it's going to be a blowout, and Swift is going to get you those those catches down the stretch like he does when they're behind. So he'll be fine. But but with the Vikings, you know, fire up. Whatever running back starts, Cooker, Madison, Cousins is going to be top 12. Jefferson and Thielen should both be top 20 wide receivers. I think Jefferson will be in top seven, top eight. What about the tight be, end? You like him going into this week, Conklin? I, I don't. I even with some of the guys that were playing dart throws on, there's other dart throws that I would prefer, like say Dan Arnold in Jacksonville. He's in week two, mm-hmm. got traded there. Uh, this is the second week with them. They're playing Miami. Miami doesn't defend the tight end that very oh, much. They play so the Titans. They're playing the tight. Oh, they're not playing. Oh, I'm so stupid. Yeah. Okay. That's right. My Thank you. Um, tight, Titans defense is trash. You yep. know, so I think Dan Arnold, to be honest, is a guy that I would rather have a dart throw than Tyler Conklin. Um, another one, Mike Gusecki, you know, uh, uh, that, that's a guy that's a tight end that, yeah, you're, you're taking a little more of a chance, but him and Brissett have like a, a thing going. So mm-hmm. Mike Gusecki, I like over Conklin. So I, I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of his, not, not to, I don't know. I can have better options. Yeah, no, not Conklin, not this week. We'll see what happens over there with those guys, but. I mean, with, with again, there's there's literally 101 different games going on out there. Um, one of the ones I did want to get your thoughts on would be the – obviously, we talked a little bit about Jamar Chase and uh, T. Higgins whenever he's in there. Those guys are balling out. And we even saw uh, Tyler Boyd go out there and do his thing, which, damn it, that killed me in my fantasy team, man. I'm going to be honest. Playing against him hurt my feelings a lot. But 
These guys, the uh, Bengals are coming off 10-day rest because they did play on Thursday night. And they get to uh, play play host to the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers, who, again, it looks like these guys are just now clicking and clicking and doing their things. I see tons and tons of fantasy football points coming out of this matchup. But let's say you go, you did have Joe Burrow on your team and you were able to somehow snag Aaron Rodgers because at that point in time, Aaron Rodgers didn't know if he was going to play or not, and you were able to grab him pretty deep. Which one of these two quarterbacks would you end up starting this game? You could only play one. I would still play. I would still play Rodgers. You know, Burrow had a really good game last week. Um, he, he looked. That might have been not might have. I'm sorry. That was his best game of the season so far. 348 yards, two touchdowns. And he looked really good. 25 of 32 on completions. He looked great. But that was Jacksonville. We know they do get the game at home this weekend against the Packers. So I don't dislike Burrow. But if, if I have to pick him or Rodgers, I'm going to go Rodgers. I think it, it's going to be a little more of a shootout. Let's hope Devontae Adams, you know, he'll have a better game than he did last week. But on the Bengals side, though, I'm worried about Joe Mixon, man. Oh, man. He, uh, I just traded for him in, in Ooh, the league. I, I remember you. I think you, that's the one that you said. Uh, I think you gave up Clyde for him, correct? Yeah, I gave up Clyde for him because this was after week two when Clyde, we were in that panic mode and mm-hmm. I made the trade. And now, you know, Mixon's possibly hurt and uh, it's just a nightmare. So I don't know if Mixon's going to play, but you want to maybe want to have Samaje P. Ryan on standby because I think he'll probably get some touches. And another guy, what do you know about this kid, Chris Evans? Is he Ooh. worth maybe a pickup if, if Mixon is out? That boy can catch. If you look in, like you said, you brought up P. Ryan, I think that's that'll be the primary rusher. But I think Evans will be the guy to go get snatches because that boy got hands on him like receiver hands. I wouldn't say he's James White, but this man will catch, he could catch six, seven balls taking for 58, you know, 60 yards somewhere in there and maybe sneaking a tutty, which all that combined, you know, you can get yourself 12, 18 points just on his production, especially if Aaron Rodgers comes out the gate and puts their foot straight down Cincinnati's throat, forcing him to pass some more. Evans could be a very sneaky guy that more than likely you could find him on your waiver wire. And if you have a long shot to win, he might not be a very bad play because he can catch again. Five to six, seven balls, and that that alone right there, seven points if you're in PPR, plus whatever yards, and if he gets himself a garbage touchdown in there, only going to be better and better for your fantasy team out there. Now, uh, can, we, can we trust uh, Cincinnati? Can we trust the Cincinnati coaches, though, to actually play Evans or P, P Ryan? You know, that's, that would be my concern yeah. is what <laughs> – Evans is this amazing player, which they drafted. They should know, but mm-hmm. maybe they just decide, oh, it's a P-Ron game. And yeah, which meant that, that's on your thing. fantasy team. Zach Taylor, who the hell knows what that guy is honestly thinking to himself, mm-hmm. that young buck out there for uh, their head coach. But one of the things that, I mean, again, they drafted him. They should hopefully be banking a little bit more on Evans. But it's one of those games where, you know what, we're playing a good team. Maybe we want our veterans in there to give us the best shot we can. And P. Ryan himself has shown that he's able to catch the ball as well. So, you know what? That's honestly a, a coin flip. If no mixing is going, I will think about shooting the Evans shot. 
But if it, even if Mixon is limited, then Evans is off limits for me because that, that'll get a bit too wishy-washy there. Now, I don't got time for none of that nonsense. The P. Ryan is the safer play. Yeah, 100%. Um, on the Rodgers side of thing over there with uh, good old Green Bay, did you see what old man Randall Cobb was doing out there? This Dude. damn guy. So help me, Jesus. Holy smokes. What did you do to me, man? One guy, first of all, I don't know who thought to himself to actually start Randall Cobb, but I played against him in a league where one guy did, and it came back to bite me in the eyes. That guy came up and beat the crap out of me with him. Hurt my feelings. Hurt my feelings. And I had Devontae Adams. Oh, man. Oh, my my soul. My soul just came out of my heart. But is Randall Cobb going to become someone that we can start banking on with him and that Rogers bro love here? I I don't think so. I think, you know, Cobb is one of those guys that obviously he's got a great rapport, but let's look at let's look at the 3 weeks leading up to this this blow up game. 4 points in week 1, 5 points in week 2, 0 points in week 3, and now 20 almost 24 points. Mm-hmm. In week four, clearly Pittsburgh, I didn't see the game, but clearly Pittsburgh seemed to want to not let Devontae Adams beat them. And um, there was like a lot of carries by the Packers between uh, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Like they ran the ball a hell of a lot. And so game flow, this was one of those. I'm No, I think you can leave Cobb out there. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I think this is – Based on what we've seen so far, I, I don't see this continuing to happen with the target share that Adams gets and Lazard's still there. MVS is on the IR, but he'll be back at some point. And Tanyan out there, who's been a very disappointment this year so far. Yeah. Oh um, my God. But no, I don't, I don't, you can, I think, don't worry about Cobb. That guy that started him against you, I feel for you. And he's not going to get who another game. themselves. I'm going to start Randall Cobb. Uh, it reminds me of, there was, a, I think, about, Three years ago, Tyrell Williams had just got to the Raiders, was doing nothing, and in one week blows up for like 160 or something and two touchdowns, and this guy started him against me that week. And I'm like, who the hell thinks to themselves, I'm going to start Tyrell? Like, it it blew my mind, and I just thought about it. I was like, you know what, man? Fantasy football is the worst. The guy, that, <laughs> the guy that started Cobb against you was had to have been more desperate than a hooker at a Wendy's at 1 a.m. trying to get a bowl of chili. <laughs> and it worked out that's the worst part of it <laughs> oh man i couldn't believe it i was like 20 plus that's how you're gonna kill me and we went in i think i had like a three-point lead on him and i was like i got adams bro grow up like this is in the bag in his bag Fucking beat the crap out of me you um, think it's a long season bro <laughs> yeah, very much so but i mean that goes to show you fantasy football is an insane world out there uh, another game that should be pretty big out there because everyone will be talking about the future of football will be the Sunday night game. Like, how do you feel about these two Titans crashing? Josh Allen, super contract out there. Mega Mahomes taking in the Chiefs out there after stomping out the uh, Eagles almost 500 uh, yards against those guys last week. But the Bills... 40 nothing burger against Houston. Like these two teams, is this set up for a massive shootout 
or for teams that just start blowing each other up, and he's going to finish with an ugly score like a 17 to 10. I hope that this game is not going to be a letdown the way Chargers-Cowboys was in week two where we thought all these fireworks were going to happen, and it was so disappointing. So Mm -hmm. I am going to be positive and say this is going to be a high-scoring affair. It can be back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I think the final score, if I would bet, my life savings on the over on this game. If I was in Vegas, which is probably a good thing while I'm not there, but I would, I would bet the over on this game. I don't even know what it is, but it's gotta be the highest total for the, for, for the week. It's gotta be. It, it, does this look or feel like a game that, I mean, it's impossible to get to that level again. It, that's why it's only happened once before, but that chiefs Rams game from a few years ago that happened, it was supposed to be in Mexico and it ended up getting moved. Mm. But is this that kind of a game where we're going to watch this touchdown after touchdown after touchdown going on around here? That, that's a pretty high standard to, to set because that game was like the best fantasy football game in the history of our game. Yep. Oh, my God. I forgot. I love that game so much. This could definitely maybe be in prime time kind of um, – it could get to that type of level. I, I really believe that. I do think like as far as like the Buffalo Bills and, the, and, and Zach Moss, you know, he's been doing really good. I think you have to seriously temper expectations this week because they they, they are – I don't think there, there's going to be many running of the ball. If it is, it's going to be more so Josh Allen. Um, there's going to be so many touchdowns scored that I think Moss is a good flex because, you know, he could be good for – for a touchdown possibly, but this game is going to be fun. I'm really hoping too, Mr. Travis Kelsey can get back, um, get back on the, on the go. Cause he had a down week last week, which we know that's going to happen, but Hey, he's gotten two games without scoring a touchdown. I think it's coming. Mm-hmm. Maybe he scores double, you know, he make up for that nonsense out there. Uh, Hill though. Like, can we talk about this guy for a minute? Wow. Dude, the, the legs on this man, I mean, he's all of, what, five foot four, but speed like a freaking cheetah for reals. He's got, he's got, in two games out of the four, he's got 84 fantasy points. Wow. wow. And then the other two, he's got 16. Yeah, um, hell, 16 is still 16, but wow, 84 points. I mean, you're not, this guy right here is always just a potential to go off for 200. But that Bills defense, are they going to be able to limit this man and maybe hold him down to what he did in those two games that he didn't put up those points? I I personally don't think so. You know what? I wanted to check real quick. Did these two teams, did they play? Yeah, so they played. Okay, now they played last year, Mm -hmm. right? And they played in week six. Mm -hmm. Tyreek Hill had three catches for 20 yards. Busting him down. Are they going to keep that focal point again? Is this a game where, like that a-hole that started Randall Cobb against me, you think to yourself, maybe I put in Robinson or Hardman out there for the Chiefs as a wild card and hope that maybe one of these guys breaks out? Okay, so here's the deal, bro. <laughs> if Dude. I am playing a, if I am playing a pass catcher that is not named Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey. All right, I'm going to let you in on a secret that I'm going to probably have to get him in in one of my lineups is I'm playing Josh Gordon. 
Josh. Oh man, you, is he eligible to play this week? Yeah, he he's activated. He is going to be suited up. I think one play for like a seventy-yard touchdown from Mahomes, and that's it. He's going to have one, but he's going to get you like fourteen points yep. on one play. He's going to be Sean Jackson, man. I'm trying to will this into existence, not even because I have him on some of my teams, because honestly, I may not be able to play him in any, maybe one, but um, it's just because I've always rooted for this guy. And he, I feel like he has always gotten kind of screwed over by the NFL because he gets dinged for the, the drug use, which I think is just marijuana and it's legal in like half the states of America. But yet in the NFL, you get suspended for, you know, a year, two years for it. But yet, you know, you can beat the shit out of a, a woman and, you know, You're right back you, in the league. Yeah. So I feel like I've always felt for him. And so for him to be in this offense, I just think, I don't know, it's prime time. There'll be one like play that Reed has designed. And maybe it goes for something. Oh, know. my God. That would be so freaking awesome to watch. On the same level of Gordon, there was a guy, I don't know if you remember him, his name is Justin Blackman, who came out of Oklahoma State oh, for the Jacksonville yes. Jaguars. That was another guy that I was like, bro, you are so talented. And all because, you know, you want to go get high, the NFL's like, well, not today, brother, not today. Did he have, like, one good season? Yeah, yeah. I like mean, his, the, rookie, his year? rookie year when he played. After that, that I mean, the it. guy became a ghost. And no one ever heard from him again. Yeah, I. but I, I don't know. We'll see about Gordon, but I. So would you I, recommend, I, like, the, the rest of these guys, though? Because, I mean, if, if the game does become get out of hand, I mean, Manny Sanders, the Cole Beasley's, Hardman, uh, Robinson, like, are these guys that you just say, screw it, let's go. We're, going, we're betting on the high dollars here. Okay, so so uh, if we back it up a bit, let's looking at the Buffalo receivers. I think you you are going to play all of the guys. You're especially going to play Emmanuel Sanders. Mm. He he has been on fire lately. But I think yeah, you play him. You play Beasley. You play uh, Dawson Knox. That's another tight end that if he's out on your waiver wire or he's available in your free agent pool, look at grabbing because he's starting to come on a little bit and. Again, tight end position is hard to to find consistency. Who who better than the Josh Allen led offense to to get out there? So I think he can you can play him as well. Um, of course, Diggs. You know, I think you know he's gonna have a great game. I think he's finally gonna get in the end zone this year, and he's gonna. I bet he goes. I think he could maybe go for 150 because they're gonna need him to do that to mm-hmm. to just for both these teams to keep pace. But on the KC side, I think the only. I was halfway kidding about Gordon, but I do just watch out for him. But um, if I have to pick one of the other pass catchers for Kansas City, it would probably be Hardman, I I think. Mm. Um, I would rank him Hardman, Pringle, and then Demarcus Robinson would be my my list. But maybe Hardman, that's about it, though. Yeah, we'll see how uh, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid decide to cook something up up there. That's the one thing. I mean, you'll be betting on, like you said, that 70-yarder to go to somebody. Somebody's bound to catch it, but the question will be who the hell will get that, that number out there. Um, it's going to be a very insane game out there. But, I mean, the rest of the schedule out there, I mean, out of all these games, it's just going to be ridiculous. But just just for kicks out there, you know, on different situations, we did the Tannehill and the Lance uh, thing. Is there any other situations out there, you know, before we get kicked out of the studio out here that – Maybe you know you're like okay, you're debating between between these two guys, and you're gonna go with X person instead, because I mean again, there's so many games out there. Like you talked about, Danny Dimes, guy's been killing in fantasy football. 
going up against Dyke Prescott, if by chance you have those two guys, which one of those two guys would you roll with? Dak versus uh, Daniel Jones? Correct. You know, it's funny because <laughs> Dak has not – okay, real life football speak, the Cowboys look damn good. The defense looks really good. The running game is solid. And then Dak is just that rock at quarterback. But when you look at fantasy, he is quarterback 13. And Daniel Jones is quarterback six. Mm-hmm. So on the surface, us comparing these two guys and you asking who would you pick, that is a question we would have laughed our butts off yep. before week one. <laughs> but here we are. Uh, this is football, man. This is the NFL. This is a legit question. I would err on the side of still going with Dak. You know, that pumpkin is going to spoil on Daniel Jones's parade at some point. And um, I, I just couldn't see myself, you know, not playing Dak over uh, uh, Jones. But if you have Jones versus Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, uh, Jared Goff, Taylor Heineke, mm-hmm. you know, I like him over all of those guys. I, a guy that I don't like him over though, we haven't talked talked about him, but we, I just, we have to talk about this guy. Go ahead. Bring him in. <laughs> Sam Darnold. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> I, the I, number I, one I, rushing quarterback in the league. He's got like, yeah, the most rushing touchdowns of anybody mm-hmm. more than yep. running backs yep this right guy's ace and he got two of them in against dallas he's he and like they were designed plays that mm-hmm. he looked good like sharp um he's quarterback five and that's without mccaffrey like, right now too yeah i might would play darnold over dak <laughs> oh now that see now that's a good one right there that would have me thinking now they're playing it home against Philadelphia and um, they just got Stephon Gilmore in that trade and that helps out their defense oh. out there. Maybe that uh, limits what you see from somebody else out there. Yeah. I, that was, oh, maybe Carolina is one of those sneaky teams that gets into the playoffs the way mm-hmm. they're, they're going, but Darnold again, like we have talked about, bro, this is why, this is really why I wanted to bring up Darnold. All right. The Adam Gase effect is in full effect yet again. Yet again, another player that is talented that leaves out of that situation, and now he is doing really well with actually someone that can coach. Mm-hmm. So just that continues to be a thing. It's, not, it's it, you know. Adam Gase, you suck. Yeah, you really do suck, jerk. I do not like you, and yeah. I hope you're having fun coaching JV football wherever you're at. Yeah, hopefully you guys lose to a bunch of freshmen or something. Uh, you suck, yes. Adam Gates. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, th- this this week is going to be ridiculous when the schedule comes out. Like, I cannot wait to watch these games. The, the Thursday night game, again, Cooper Cup, do some more damage out there because the Seahawks, what a sketchy team. Real quick, before we do leave, obviously, you know what? The, the game will be done with and played with by the time, you know, most people listen to this. But Tyler Lockett, wow. You see this guy right here? What a, The roller coaster is, is back in effect right here after the way he started the season. Are we going back to this roller coaster that is Tyler Lockett for the Seattle Seahawks? 
Well, see, you know, Lockett is 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 a really tough guy, and he plays through injuries. Mm-hmm. And I think more so that is attributed to the last couple of weeks than anything else. Is just he's not fully healthy, and he's out there maybe as more of a um, decoy, maybe decoy. Yes, because you know DK had a great game last week, and so I in this game, you know, they are playing the Rams, and so I. <laughs> You can't, you can't sit Lockett. You can't sit DK. But like you talked about it in, in the beginning in the in the off season, bro. When we were looking at players that were drafting, a good thing to just keep in mind is the division they play in mm-hmm. and these opponents. And as we, you said, you said this, these guys in this NFC West have to face Jalen Ramsey twice a season. Mm-hmm. Hopkins, DK, yep. um, Lockett. And so it is something to just somewhat keep in the back of your mind that in times like this, you're going to probably just have to roll with your guy, but you just know that, you know, maybe it's not going to happen, but um, hopefully he's, he's feeling better and he's getting a little bit, bit more uh, healthy because I, I just, I blame it on the injury. So hopefully he'll heal up and then he'll get back to doing what he's doing, but not at the expense of DK. They can both be wide receiver ones in this mm-hmm. offense. Yeah, they really could end up. Uh... And on top of Ramsey being great, the Cardinals uh, cornerback Byron Murphy has been playing ridiculously very well for them too. So that's another two games added on to DK and to Luckett. Best of luck to those guys out there. Who's we'll been see what uh, those- who's been playing better, Murphy or your boy Diggs from the Cowboys? Who? Oh, I I think Diggs is playing as good as anybody I- in the league right now. I think Diggs has been—he's been more interception-proof. So everyone just listening will think to themselves, Diggs is the better player because of all the turnovers he's getting. I think he has five and four games, so it's ridiculous. But actually watching the game, Byron Murphy has been stupid good. Like on Diggs, you can still catch the ball, move the sticks, but when you screw up, that's when that guy will capitalize. Byron Murphy—he'll—he'll he'll cause you to make the mistake. That guy is out there; he'll force you into it. he's he's taking a different kind of step and wow i feel very bad for that nfc west because now there's two very strong corners in there those receivers man best of luck to you guys yeah think about it byron murphy gets to practice every single day against aj green you know a guy that could potentially make the hall of fame deandre hopkins who every this guy's a walking machine out there so the guy's bound to get better or get moved so the guy's definitely stepping up and doing his thing Shout out to uh, that boy, Byron Murphy, doing his thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, from us to you guys, uh, don't forget, you get us up on Instagram, Twitter, Late Round Flyers. Lance, you got any uh, last-second thoughts for these people out here heading into week five, beginning the second quarter? Because now we're on the lookout. I got my eye on you people out there. I will hand out more awards for you guys screwing me over. I'm ready for the second quarter. Yeah, right. For, For real, though, there's still more to come on that. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening uh, to us tonight. You know, we were, we did have an episode last week. Um, I I had a death in my family where my grandfather had passed away and um, it's pretty hard. Um, And so we took last week off. So we appreciate you guys staying back with us, but I wanted to just talk about him for a brief moment that he was a big sports guy and he actually grew up in Houston and he was a big Houston Oilers fan And so he would, you know, have his Oilers hat and we would talk football and he was an Astros fan, but then 
you know, he took me to Texas Rangers games growing up back at the old Arlington stadium. And, um, you know, I had a chance to, um, you know, visit with him in the hospital a couple of weeks ago. And he had asked me how the dolphins are doing. And of course that's my football team. And it was just really nice. Like he just, even though as he had gotten older, he still kept up with the dolphins because he knew that was my team. And so, you know, um, like I said, it was hard, but you know, those memories are really great. And anytime I see the Oilers logo, it reminds me of him. And so I just, you know, want to say rest in peace, grandpa, you know, I miss you. And, um, you know, I know you're not in pain anymore. So, uh, thank you everyone for listening. You know, let's get those wins this weekend. Rudy and I's DMS are open to tweet us and to message us. You know, if we can answer any starter sick questions, we did a little bit of a different format tonight. We hope you guys did enjoy it, but we are available if you need that advice, but you know, we just love playing this game so much and, and we're in the, the heart of our season and we go through these ups and downs. And it's so great that Rudy and I can go through that together with each other and with you guys. And, uh, you know, here's to week five and hopefully another awesome weekend. 100% said amazingly. Yeah, no, we're going to get a, some great W's again. Don't forget, hit us up. We're always free. One way or another, we will definitely get back at you. And we also won't give you just no blame answer. You won't say, hey, can I trust out this person or this person? We're not just going to give you a name and tell you to go on about your way. We'll tell you why we feel that way, explaining our uh, reasoning for said thing. So, again, if it works out, you're welcome. If it doesn't, at the end of the day, you have no one to blame but yourself. But, uh, again, you know what? Late Round 5 is hit us up on Instagram, Twitter. You can hit us up. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Anywhere that this streams podcast, you more than likely find us on there. So thank you so much for following along. Stay great. Get some wins from us. You guys have a great week. Get some great W's. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. Be safe and take care.